Welcome to the Human Experience Podcast. It is a personal transformation podcast, focusing on improving your life, business, and your relationships. Hosted by Eldin Hassa, a mindset coach, relationship coach, author of a self-help book titled, Are We All Fucked?, which is a step-by-step guide to becoming a best version of yourself. Available on Amazon Worldwide, and also on his website, eldinhasser.com. Eldin is also a spiritual teacher, public speaker, workshop and seminar facilitator, and a successful property investor and developer, with passion for transforming lives globally for over 15 years. We have over 2 million downloads of our podcast. As a thank you, get a free copy of Eldin's book on his website, eldinhasser.com. Also, we are hosting a free Peak Mindset Masterclass. Get your free ticket on his website, formulaeq.com, or find the link in this podcast. Hurry, seats are limited. Share this podcast with your friends and family and help our mission to empower humanity. Please remind yourself every day how amazingly awesome you already are. Thank you and welcome your amazing host, Eldin Hassa. Welcome everyone to the Human Experience Podcast. With me, it's Ambrin Nadim. She's a psychologist and also inspiring and positive content creator. I'm very grateful to have you on my show. Could you kindly introduce yourself to our audience? Hello everyone, I'm Ambreen and I'm a psychologist. Basically my work is actually related to the research, marketing research. So, and with this, and I, I also written like articles and working on my book currently on spiritual psychology. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's about it. And, I, and that is the reason why I'm here on LinkedIn. So it gives like, uh, so I can refine my ideas for my book and get some, gain some more inspiration and share my knowledge. I see. Today you published a very inspiring post about how we get stuck. And I think there was a quote from Albert Einstein about if we try to keep doing the same things and, and hope for a different results is sort of an insanity. So could you expand more on this for me, please? Yes, basically what happens is that sometimes we are just stuck in doing one thing and we keep on trying and doing and try everything that uh, possibly we can do, but there's no result. We keep on failing. We keep on stumbling on our way. And then what happens is the result is like, again, failing over and over again. But the catch is that, you know, there's something that we need to try differently, you know, like then we need to revisit our beliefs because what is happening, maybe the like, you know, the, the, the way we are working is okay. It's perfectly fine. Something wrong with our thinking, our belief system or the mindset. So we need to revisit, our, revisit it and see that where something's going wrong. So we need to change the way of our thinking. We need to change completely the way of our working think out of the box i see and so would you say contemplation and reflection should be part of one's daily ritual in order to revisit and sort of see if the way it used to be didn't work anymore and what they can change 
Yes, yes. We need to also review ourselves on a regular basis, you know, like for example, uh, what happens is that we have developed certain belief to our, throughout our lives, right? And then uh, sometimes we do not uh, revisit it, then it gets strong, it's, it's strengthened, right? But some, if, if the belief or if the mindset is correct, then it's fine. But if the wrong belief has been stored in our memory, or some like that can be damaging for your self-esteem or your self-worth, then it needs to be changed. So what happens, like my point of view is like, you should never be afraid of challenging your own existing beliefs. That can actually hamper you or block your way to move forward. I see. And yeah. would you say that you have found this to be challenge in when you were working with clients as a psychologist in your in your career that the mindset and also self-limiting beliefs that many people have had and um, also what would you suggest that one can do to identify the self-limiting beliefs and also what kind of rituals can they practice in order to improve and remove them yeah what happens is for example if you are working on a same Thing again, as I as I quoted today, the Einstein's quote, you know, like if doing the same thing again and again is complete and it's expecting a different result is insanity. What happens? I've seen that you know, especially in the field of research, uh, many newcomers come in the industry, and what happens is that they fail over the time because of their thinking. They believe that the same uh, the way that they've been followed. For example, if there are five companies in the market and they follow the same thing, it would not lead them different result. In order to stand out in the market, they need to come up with something different. And then that something different can be challenging or can be different for the industry. But this thing, they should not be afraid of taking a step that can make them differentiate from the rest of the market. Although it's very different because when they want to make a change or may, they want to make a separate sort of entity from the rest of the industry, needs the courage to take such a step. So in that case, what they need is, they need to see that where is the opportunity to change and there may have, and such such opportunity, for, uh, in order to identify that opportunity, they may have to, challenge the existing criteria or the existing you know the mindset whatever is happening so they need to do something yeah out of the box thinking right so they need to challenge their existing their beliefs existing. exactly i exactly. see i see so if it's an individual in leadership position within the company what can one do to focus on the oneself on their own mindset on their own beliefs because uh, obviously the company mindset and company belief should be changed. But if the leaders have not worked on themselves, it could be very challenging. Exactly. What happens, like, for example, when someone is in their leadership role, it becomes more necessary to have these, you know, uh, the time-to-time the -time review of themselves of, and of their team as well. What happens is, again, uh, you know, when you are leading a team, you have a more responsibility, not only for yourself, but of your, the, of your team as well, to actually to make them work 
or to you know like to make them perform at the best it's not only because when you are in the leadership it's not only you that you have to perform best but you are responsible for your team as well so what happens is that that you uh, the leader needs to have a clear vision right and then but it does not stop here like if leader has a vision and if doesn't tell the team that what the vision is then it does not lead you anywhere so what happens is like especially in these time when the times are they need to be open and empathize with the team for example if the times are changing the leader should not should not you know hide the truth from the team they should be open and tell them and think uh, and take them as a team and take their opinion also and then lead the team like for example if the times are changing and you know like there will be a job cuts and the market is it's going down so that i mean that situation should actually should not stop the team from the productivity how it can be done because this situation needs to be discussed with the team and then as a team they should come out with something different right so this thing is very important uh, what happens is in this situation in general the leader becomes you know a uh, sort of afraid or insecure rather than they discuss with the team they hide the truth and then uh, try to you know like then there will be a an anxiety in the or some sort of a you know confusion in the team so leader should hear what is happening here that in such situation when there is some situation of change or something they feel that you know they could be they could lead to have a economic uh, uh, downtrend in the market and then they should not be you know uh, they should not hide the truth from the team they should be open and discuss with them and work as a team rather than you know just involved in the micromanagement yeah i see yeah yeah very good and you mentioned that you are currently writing your first book yes and could you tell me more about the the book the topic and if you have been researching for quite long time is it as this book been always in the writing for a number of years and now you decided to sort of put it together yeah it's basically about the spiritual psychology like the journey to understand one's own self to discover your true personality the connection between our soul and you know our mind so this thing this has been in my mind i mean the the concept is was in my mind since like many years ago but now i have you know uh, started to work on it so this is the time like i'm trying to collect some a lot of information doing some research and uh, so i've just started my work <laughs> That's amazing. I'm looking forward to reading it. Will it be published this year or next year? Oh, I'll try if it can be done this year, but I think it will take uh, maybe next year. Next year. Well, sign me up for one copy. I'll definitely would like to read it because um, these are the kind of books I love to read. And uh, the book I've published last year, it's on a similar topic at least number of chapters are on on the same topic so yeah i'm really uh, interested yeah. to read books from other authors and support other authors and also uh, we write reviews for one another after we finish sure. reading the book because uh, yeah. you know we sort of authors we stick together exactly yeah, yeah. I, i would love to read your book actually i know that you have written book 
Yes, yes. Uh, my book is actually called, uh, the title is, Are We All Fucked? Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> but the, the, the word, it's, uh, there's an asterisk for after the letter F. So U has got okay. an asterisk hidden. So, but still, you know what it is, yeah? Yes. Uh, but it's a question that a lot of people have been asking, even prior, like before the crisis of COVID-19. And uh, the title is that, but it doesn't really talk about that because soon after uh, the introduction, it describes how people have a choice. So if one, for example, spends their time like several hours a day on their phone, sort of following escapism, shopping, watching Netflix for a few hours a day, going down to a pub, getting drunk, taking drugs, complaining, moaning, bouncing yeah. from one job to another, then the answer, yes, we are. But then you have the other type of pe people who are practicing daily positive rituals for their, for their heart, for their soul, for their mind. They're enriching yeah. their life through reading, through practicing meditation, through reading yeah journals, magazines, about their work, also about spirituality, also about psychology, and they exercise, they eat healthy. So combined with their job, with what they do for a living, these people are usually very, very successful in every aspect, including their personal relationship, their intimate relationship with their wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, with their children. They have a very good financial standing as well, because, and as you described earlier about self-limiting beliefs and the mindset, these people, they don't judge themselves, they review. They are very kind to themselves and they review daily, where am I today or weekly? And how can I implement new system, new strategy to improve, to get me to where I want to get? That's, that's actually quite, I mean... <laughs> Uh, you are on the same wavelength because uh, I'm also like writing and uh, on the same uh, line. You know, actually, I've seen this, uh, the COVID situation in a way like uh, there's a certain phases that I've seen that, uh, you know, the reaction, the psychological reaction of people towards this COVID-19 that at the first when this, uh, they heard about the pandemic, you know, they feel the fear at, this, at, the, at the first stage they feel panic and they feel, you know, like, oh, what has happened, something, because it was sudden change. So the first step was the fear. <clears throat> and I see the second step is then they started to, then uh, then they feel sort of helpless. The first, sorry, first step was fear and the second step was the panic. And they started to feel frustrated they, because then, you know, when the lockdown happened and they feel that help, they feel helpless. They feel, you know, like it's not going anywhere. And they say, like, it could happen to them. And it's like they restricted all the movement. But then the third step was that, you know, they, adapt, adapt, they adapted the situation. They, they feel that, no, okay, it's not going anywhere. They have to adopt to the situation. And then try to then find out their own ways of dealing with it. Some started either, like, like utilizing their time productivity, uh, productively by reading books or doing like uh, paintings or they are maybe reviving their hobbies. And then the fourth step, I would say, I think which we are all going through now that, you know, now it's sort of, we are feeling that, okay, it's not going anywhere. Now there's a hope. 
and then we have to work out different ways to live with it so in my opinion like these are the like two chief phases uh, of uh, the way we responded to the covid situation psychological impact i would say to this current scenario yes i think you've mentioned hope somewhere yes. in there and i think that is something that is very important not just in this situation but in any because yeah. when we feel there is hope we look for different solutions different opportunities but if we feel helpless yes then we feel sort of incapacitated to move forward really? can you tell me about in your experience working with people in the last uh, few months how people have used hope to move forward in a positive way yeah because you know like when us as i mentioned like initially they feel the panic and they there's no sign of hope because they were feeling frustrated and it's like what is happening and then they could not react to the they were trying to find the situation uh, they were trying to find out how to actually respond to the situation but then when they realize all like the people surrounded by us and see that you know this is not that this is not the way out then i think that is the best uh, ability of human being to adapt, adapt to any situation that is the only way to survive and then they say that okay if it's not going anywhere then there there is a hope and that hope actually give them a reason to survive or the reason to look for other opportunity to utilize their time and energies in a positive yes i agree my friend recently said that how she's helping people to cope with fear is to ask them so right now right this moment what are you afraid of and they pose because she does the video conferencing with her clients and she said well are you washing your hands yes i am are you staying indoors yes i am is your family safe and healthy yes are you healthy yes uh, do you have enough groceries do you have enough food yes I, yes i do so when they answer all these questions yes 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 then sort of they feel the fear is sort of dissolving yes. and like literally you have nothing to worry about and yes there is uncertainty about jobs about financial stability for many people not just now because we might it might be people might be okay for next 3 months 6 months but no one knows what 2021 will look like with the yes. economy of the world and um as we see in the news millions of people are losing jobs every single day around the world and things might just get worse we we don't know so yeah. i think what people like you and people who are you know sort of with psychology background and producing positive content and helping to inspire people and uplift people this is what humanity needs more and more every single day yes. people like you ambrin thank you yes yes uh, we need to give them because here we feel that we if we can help anyone as uh, i think a day before yesterday i think i uh, also uh, created a post about it that you know if only one single thing we can do to make a positive impact so we should just go ahead with it because you know uh, we should think that 
anyway, you know, have you heard of the butterfly effect or the chaos theory? Like, you know, just single, yes. single act could actually make a ripple uh, effect uh, or the domino effect. And then you can see that it's, it, it, it makes a change at the larger scale. So just one, maybe one single act of kindness or one single act of positivity can create a much larger impact socially or maybe globally also. I totally agree. But also, I don't know if you have researched this. I have been researching mm -hmm. for 25 years. And in the last 20 years, they have presented a lot of documents from scientists confirming that if only few thousand people do deep healing meditation, they could move to a city or to a country. And without the knowledge of 99% of habitants, they have a positive impact where the crime goes down, people suddenly start feeling better, people start to feel healthier. So there is, a, as you say, the ripple effect, the positive impact of yes. positive content, of meditation of all of this is raising and uplifting the electromagnetical vibrational yes. frequency of the yes. world of the city yes. of the country of the world so yes. uh, even the small little post the positive post yes. that you create the video or any anything any interact positive interaction it yes. could be that you saved someone's life by exactly. by reading your post by interacting with you by your positive comments, it could be that this person has been contemplating suicide for the last three months, but interacting, yeah. say, oh my God, there is so many yeah. amazing people out there in the world. True, very true. So what you are doing, it's uh, incredible. And, uh, and how are you finding it personally in where you are? Are you in quarantine? Are you allowed to go outside? to shop for groceries? What is the situation in your city? Yeah, situ yeah situation uh, was quite bad till yesterday, but from today, the curfew or the lockdown has been, you know, relaxed and we can go out uh, because any, like since yesterday, it was only one person can go out and only for certain need, like if we have certain need for the grocery or for the pharmacy. But since today, uh, the this curfew has been relaxed and we can go out and shop for like for a few hours. I mean, the curfew is there from nine to five, but in that time period, we can go out and shop. Man, of course, man, maintaining the social distance and of everything. course, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so yeah. but until yesterday, you guys were not allowed to even go outside for exercise, for a walk, or no. running, or anything like that. No, no, no. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I so, was quite, quite restricted. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, so in London, UK, well, in all of the UK, it's actually been allowed never like full lockdown. They said you are allowed to go for one exercise a day. So oh, yeah, like running or, or cycling and you're allowed to go grocery shopping and or pharmacy or some medical needs. Yeah. So very similar. But one benefit was that we were allowed to go uh, to exercise once a day, yeah. which, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, which was really beneficial because mm -hmm. you need vitamin D, you need some sunshine and exactly. it, it helps. Yeah. True. So when are you looking to publish a next article to expand more about perhaps to give us a peek 
of what your book is going to look like? Oh, yeah, actually, I've been working on, in fact, as at, at the moment now, I'm also uh, doing some research work on that. I'm trying to build a network with some, like, you know, some expert to have their views also on that. Uh, still, there are lots of things that, you know, I need to have confirmed, uh, confirmation on. So uh, I have lots and lots of ideas, like, you know, especially... A few a few days ago, I actually made a post on uh, dreams, which was a very intriguing phenomena. So this also the area which I feel that I need more research. So um, I think if you're talking about the like the, the synopsis or the abstract sort of thing about my book, it will take at least two to three months more, <laughs> maybe. I to see. Complete, yeah, exact idea. I about see. It. I see. Yeah. No, I know what you mean, because a um, um, lot of authors, they feel that they need to do a lot more research before they're ready to to put pen to paper, if you will, or, you know, fingers to the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know what you mean. But from personal experience and having worked with other authors who yeah. have had several books which they were not written, after speaking to me for four hours, maybe two hours, they went and written a book in two weeks. Oh, so, really? so you see, I'll, I'll tell you something. This is public knowledge, but I'll, I'll mm -hmm. tell you. You see, the knowledge you are seeking is universal knowledge. There is, you are an expert. You, Ambrin, you're an expert. And I tell you why. Because the knowledge that you are seeking is already within you. It's not out there. It's in here. Yeah. So by someone who has published something and might have had a PhD or something, doesn't mean they know more or they will know more than you. Yeah. So if you do your own take, and I'm sure the, the book, you know, of idea to start publishing, to start writing a book came from within you. It wasn't in your mind. It was from, from your heart and soul. So if you focus to the guidance from there, you can, cannot go wrong because only you can speak the way you speak, can write the way you write. And you don't need to read other books. You don't need to be looking at other research anymore. You should just write about 70, 50 to 70,000 words as a draft and just see what comes yeah. out. Yes, <laughs> I so, think yes. So, yeah. if you, so if you just start writing, I don't know, a thousand words a day yeah. or so let's say 300 words a day and let's say thousand a week. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I used to, I used to do thousand to three thousand a day when I decided to yes. publish my book. But I know other people who have done five thousand a day. I'm saying draft. I'm not saying it's a finished article, yeah. but I think that is the best way in my view to, you want to get everything out there and when, and yeah. just do it in whatever comes out. Don't worry about the grammar, the spelling, just get it out there. And then once you do editing, then your 100,000 words will end up being 50,000 or 60,000. And I think 50 to 60,000 words book, it's, more than sufficient. It's about yes. 200, 250 pages. Yes, you're right, I guess. Uh, that's, that's what I started. I mean, since actually this, uh, the, the idea about the book was with me, like I decided about around like uh, 15 or 20 years ago. 
And then it was there, just, you know, cooking up in my mind. And I was just thinking sometimes, like reading and this and this. And then I finally, I said, okay, now I think it's the time that I should go ahead and then start writing something about it. So. There you go. So if yeah. you are thinking about cooking a recipe for dinner. Yeah. If you wait 20 years, everybody go hungry. Yeah. But you have to start cooking and putting yeah. it on the plate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, um, I look forward to reading more of your inspiring posts and your positive articles and mm -hmm. your positive, inspiring contribution on LinkedIn, my friend Ambrin. Thank you very much for you so much. being on my podcast, The Human Experience.